Greetings in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm Dr. Catherine Pang, and it's so great to share this time together. Welcome to The Living Way, the podcast ministry of the Christian Life Institute, and the Christian Life Institute's purpose to grow Christians forward to live victoriously as overcomers in, but not of the world, through the hope and healing of Christ. If you miss any of our messages, you can find a link and more information on our website at christianlifeinstitute.com. Our podcasts are available on Thursdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. As we begin, you may want to grab a Bible and follow along as we share scripture throughout our time together. Our message today is titled, Full Access, Confident Clarity. Confidence and Clarity two critical concepts for our emotional and spiritual well-being. We've paired them using confident as a modifier for our goal, which is clarity. Let's begin with some definitions. What is clarity? Before we define clarity, let's ask, what does it mean to be clear, to have clarity? As you can tell from the way we are framing the question, the goal is to see, perceive, understand, know clearly in a meaningfully stable and grounded way that is firmly rooted in the truth of Christ and his ways. Stay with us as we wander a bit into semantics for a fullness of grasping the importance of clarity for peace of mind, trusting, following, and living in the fullness of his freedom, the freedom he came to bring to you, to release you from the bondages of fear, trauma, worry, all of the fruitless ways of the flesh so that we are so conditioned and entrenched in us that we may find it hard to see his way, follow his way, find freedom in his way. Gnosko is the Greek word which is most often translated as know or known. It's a word that means so much more than that. This word implies a certain type of knowing that is perhaps best explained in several English words. In English, the best way to translate it would probably be to know personally, intimately, and experientially. Knowing God personally, intimately, and experientially through the truth of his word allows us to develop clarity and accurate understanding of who God is and what he desires for his children. Clarity, to be clear, helps us to know the next step even when the entire way has not been revealed to us, which is most likely, as a walk of faith is usually one step at a time. We see many examples of God's initial call, command such as Abraham, Moses, and even Paul, who followed the promptings of the Holy Spirit. Let's read Genesis 22, 1-2, and I quote, After these things God tested Abraham and said to him, Abraham, And he said, Here I am. He said, Take your son, your only son Isaac, whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. Note the first call was to take Isaac and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I, God, shall tell you. Note the last part of that verse, of which I shall tell you. Abraham did not have a sacrificial animal when he departed. He had his son. Abraham did not know the rest of God's plan, but God. 
Abraham had clarity on the command to go and take his son and wait for further clarity, further commands, further steps for obedience. Moses led the children of God in the wilderness by following the pillar of cloud and the pillar of fire. As we read in Exodus 13:21, and I quote, And the Lord went before them by day in a pillar of cloud to lead them along the way, and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. God's light was literally Moses' clarity in leading the children of Israel. What today requires clarity in your life? Our decisions are often driven by our desires, and if our desires are not aligned with the truth of God's character and the gnosko knowledge of his ways, then our clarity is often misconstrued with our own desires, wants, and ways. Take a moment and digest the message that our desires drive our decisions. What you desire, you will chase after. What you desire, you will deceive yourself into believing is best for you. What you desire, you will find a way to pursue and obtain based on your own perceptions and not the clarity that comes from Gnosko knowing God's will and ways. Clarity allows us to live Isaiah 30, 21, where we read, And your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right or when you turn to the left. Living Christ, living as a Christ follower, prompts us to desire to know his way. Are you asking, Lord, what is your way? Are you saying, Lord, I want to walk in your way? Lord, I want confident clarity that I am walking in your way. Which brings us to the modifier, confident. Confident has a connotation of security. Confident has implications of sureness, correctness, assurance. Confident clarity is gnosko knowing that we are following the pillar of cloud and fire. We can say assuredly that we know that we know that we know we are following the instructions, the commands, the ways of God. You may be thinking or asking, how can I know that I know that I know? Learning to know that you know that you know is a cultivated skill that requires a focused and committed effort to want to gnosko know the Lord in his will and his ways. You may be thinking or asking, how do I cultivate the skill to discern the will of God, to know his ways, to hear his voice, to Psalm 46.10, be still and know that he is God? First, to gnosko know God, we choose to learn of him through the truth of his word. It's infusion, as we refer to the process at the Christian Life Institute, reading his word cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. It's more than Sunday church. It's more than a Bible study. It's more than a podcast. It's more than moving through the Christian checklist of the expected. It's birth from a desire to know what his word says about him, his love, his forgiveness, his gentleness, his holiness, his righteousness, what the Lord desires generally for all of his children, as we read in Micah 6, 8, and I quote, he has told you, O man, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you but to do justice and to love kindness and to walk humbly with your God? And from Hosea 6, 6, and I quote, For I desire steadfast love and not sacrifice, 
the knowledge of God rather than burnt offerings. And in Proverbs 3, 5 through 6, and I quote, To trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways to acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. And in Galatians 5, 16, and I quote, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh, and so many more. Next, we spend time with the Lord, time in prayer, time communing with God, time speaking and time listening. We come with an open heart and mind. We come willing to lay down our own desires and ways. We come wanting to hear not our preconceived expectations of what we want from God, rather what He desires of us. We come expectantly and with a willingness to wait on His perfect timing. Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5:16 through 18, and I quote, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Let's take an excursus and meet up with Paul in Ephesus and read Acts 20, 17 through 38. And I quote, Now from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called the elders of the church to come to him. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set it foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plots of the Jews how I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public and from house to house, testifying both to Jews and to Greeks of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. But I do not account my life of any value, nor as precious to myself, if only I may finish my course in the ministry that I receive from the Lord Jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of God. And now behold, I know that none of you among whom I have gone about proclaiming the kingdom will see my face again. Therefore I testify to you this day that I am innocent of the blood of all, for I did not shrink from declaring to you the whole counsel of God. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock, and from among your own selves will arise men speaking twisted things to draw away the disciples after them. Therefore, be alert. Remembering that for three years that I did not cease to fight night or day to admonish everyone with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among all those who are sanctified. I coveted no one's silver or gold or apparel. You yourselves know that these hands ministered to my necessities and to those who are with me. In all things, I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when he had said these things, he knelt down and prayed with them all. And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him. 
being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again, and they accompanied him to the ship. Let's extract some verses that pertain to the theme of God's calling and obedience, confident clarity. At the beginning of these verses, we read that Paul is serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials. Paul modeled obedient service and the humility of Christ that flows from Christ into his surrendered and desperately dependent vessel. He did so with tears and with trials. Sometimes those who are strong in the faith and surrendered in obedience to God are thought of as super spiritual or extra special. We all have gifts and albeit different ones used in different ways in accord with God's sovereign grace and calling, but God. We all have the same opportunity as Paul says in Philippians 2.5 and I quote, to have this attitude in yourselves which was also in Christ Jesus, or as some translations say and I quote, in your relationships with one another have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. We each have abilities, gifts, and opportunities to serve in obedience, in humility, in our humanity, sometimes with tears, sometimes in pain, sometimes in discomfort, and even in trials, as Paul reminds us. He continues to say in tears and trials, he did not shrink from declaring anything that was profitable in teaching in public and from house to house testifying to all of repentance toward God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. His evangelistic message was bold and clear. It was profitable for coming to know Christ's salvation and for living Christ's sanctification. He taught and testified with the focus on faith in Christ. We too, through any trial, temptation, testing, can choose to stay focused on the message of faith in Christ. It is through faith that the hope for the moment and the hope for the future is found and equips and encourages us to stay the course, persevere, and move forward in whatever God has on our path in confident clarity in Christ. Paul makes it clear, confidently clear, that he is going to Jerusalem because of the constraints, the guiding, leading direction of the Holy Spirit, constrained by the Spirit as we read in Acts, with an authentic, confident clarity that Paul does not predispose to know God's will, his timing, nor his outcome. He is content to follow and allow the Lord to unfold his ways. Paul writes in Philippians 4, 11 through 13, and I quote, I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. As we stated, Paul did not now and know the outcome as we read not knowing what will happen to me there except that the holy spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me but i do not account my life of any value nor as precious to myself if only i may finish my course and the ministry that i receive from the lord jesus to testify to the gospel of the grace of god check out paul's perspective and please do not say to yourself well, he's Paul. Remember, we can all have confident clarity that leads to a Christ-centric perspective. 
Paul did not account his life as valuable or precious selfishly for himself. He was not saying he was hopeless and depressed and lost in self-pity. He was declaring that his value, his significance, and if you struggle with your value and significance, let me take a moment to suggest that you read The Search for Significance by Robert McGee. His significance was derived from his calling, his obedience to his calling, his ministry which he received from the Lord, which for Paul was to testify to the gospel of grace. Note the confident clarity, the ministry he received from the Lord. Ministry is not just working in a church, serving as a teacher, pastor, evangelist, missionary, etc. God's ministry for you can be as a school teacher, a nurse, a CEO, an entrepreneur, an accountant, banker, stay-at-home parent, a dog nanny, a prayer warrior, a caregiver, a grandparent, and on and on the list continues. The key is to know, to have a confident clarity so you can say authentically, and from a circumcised heart, whatever comes my way, I know it's in accord with God's will. And I know and desire to be constrained by the Holy Spirit and Him alone to be where He wants me, how He wants me, when He wants me. The choice is to walk in freedom, and freedom flows from the Holy Spirit and faithfulness to Him. Paul proclaims in Galatians 5, 1, and I quote, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. The exhortation is clear. Any constraint that is not from the Spirit is from the flesh, and the flesh will always lead us away from God and freedom and into entanglements and bondages. Proceeding through our original passage, we read in the middle of these verses, and I quote, Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers to care for the church of God, which he obtained with his own blood. We must be sober-minded and alert. As we read in 1 Peter 5, 8, Be sober-minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. We must guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus from Philippians 4, 7. Pay careful attention to yourselves and the flock, your brothers and sisters in Christ. Confident clarity allows us to focus on the will and way of Christ, which will guard us, not keep us necessarily from trials and temptations, as Paul reminded us earlier in the passage, but will protect us spiritually in him. And at the end of these verses, we read, and I quote, And there was much weeping on the part of all. They embraced Paul and kissed him, being sorrowful most of all because of the word he had spoken, that they would not see his face again and they accompanied him to the ship. Confident clarity as to God's way may lead us into new places, new opportunities, even if we perceive them as challenges. This is a chance to reframe, and away from familiar, comfortable ones, which may be sad and uncomfortable for some who love and care for us, but God. We know from so many biblical examples and hopefully people in your own lives who have modeled obedience to Christ above their own preferences and choices that even in the midst of the painful human sorrow of change and separation, our deepest desire is God's way and walking in it in confident clarity. So why is confident clarity important? A simple answer? It reminds us. We sought. We asked. We obeyed. 
So when trials come, we can confidently anchor into the truth that we know we are where we are because God, the creator God, has desired us to be in the midst of his perfect will. Confident clarity is also extremely valuable in providing us with assurance and reassurance when we need to make a tough and unpopular decision or have a courageous conversation or take comfort when externals and reactors, people, places, or things are creating a wobbliness around us. We can gnosko know that we stand in him and he in us. We can wait with a peace that surpasses understanding as we wait in his waiting room, confident in his response as best and perfect in accord with his will. Choose to cultivate the spiritual discipline of gnosko knowing God. Choose to cultivate confident clarity as you read his word, commune with him, and choose to live in obedience to his way and will, constrained by the Holy Spirit, and receive the perspective and peace that flow even in the midst of trial and temptation, as Paul is a witness to you and I today in 2021. Lord, we pray, we desire and choose to cultivate confident clarity in you, increase our faith, increase our surrender and dependence, and protect us in your grace and mercy, we pray in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The purpose of the Christian Life Institute is palpable. We want all who profess Christ to taste and see that the Lord is good from Psalm 34, 8. To truly, deeply, intimately, and personally want Christ to be your all in all. We pray this is a time of refreshment and growth. We value your prayers. We value your support. Please send any emails to radio at christianlifeinstitute.com. Thank you for joining us for The Living Way, presented by the Christian Life Institute. Our podcasts are available on Thursdays. Please subscribe to our mailing list on our website, christianlifeinstitute.com, to receive notifications about our podcasts, blogs, and other events at CLI. I'm Dr. Katherine Pang. Thank you so much for joining us.